Welcome to Afro Leads, the podcast. We are two sisters on a mission to celebrate UK Black business and culture. Yeah, so we are kicking off our first episode of season four, which is very exciting. And normally when we do our first episode, we do a recap of the previous season, which we will get onto. Don't worry, that's not uh, scrapped completely. But what we do love to do and have been prompted, shall we say, by quite a few followers and friends is to give everybody a recap about us because it has been how long since we started? Nearly four years. four years this August. So it was August 2018. Yeah. yeah. So a long time. And since our start, we've organically grown. And, but we don't always remember to keep reminding people of our journey and who we are and why we've done it. So we thought it'd be really cool to use the opportunity to broadcast that today. So let's get started. Yeah. So... <laughs> So yeah, in terms of who we are, I'm Julie, this is Steph, um, Start why we started Afro Leads, I would have to say that it was your brain child. I would agree, but then disagree, because... <laughs> typical. Typical. Um, I would agree in the sense that I really wanted to create something that, that had an element of Black excellence, but I suppose what Afro Leads is today is very different to what initially I, like I thought we could achieve it's 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 organically surpassed expectations and grown into something really really unique and really different I think yeah and I think would it be fair to say that it started after I shared ideas for an app which is still to be developed but god willing it will be and you sort of like in some weird kind of plot twist it kind of twist (laughs) it kind of um gave you planted the seed of the idea of our leads and I'm just really grateful that you wanted to partner with me to to do it and and also it was really brave and bold because a I had no idea about Instagram true (laughs) and I was like um okay and then I was shocked to say the least when like the day after I said okay here's the first post oh my goodness (laughs) Right, just to recap, we had a conversation and, Ju- and Julie's very, very conservative in terms of how much she wants to share on social media. Yeah, I don't have my own personal social media No. Um, so we had conversations about what we'd share, what we wouldn't share. And I basically went around the houses and was like, it'd be really good to just say like who we are and do like an introductory post and didn't really say too much about what that would look like. And then obviously so put a picture. Very vague on the details. Very vague on the details. Um, but got the goal that I wanted and put a post on Julie's face and my face. And I think the shock just took you aback a bit, didn't it, really? Yeah, I was like, I didn't sign up for Didn't this. sign up for this. But I just really, for me, it was very much a case of if you're going to put a, start a page that obviously is quite a, um, it's, it's very emotional driven, very, um, very personal. Um, and it's, it's going to have a, a real reflection of what it is to be Black Britain, British, sorry. It'd be really helpful to know who's behind that page. So that was the reason why I did put your face on the on Instagram and on the internet. But thankfully, we're still here today. She didn't back out. And, and sometimes it's been my idea to do it. Yeah, now I, it's totally different. Not, I mean, the last time I had COVID, so I couldn't put my face on. But <laughs> that was Julie's idea. She wanted to put um, a post out with more of us out. And I just think it's brilliant. I think you've really embraced it. Yeah, no, I mean, Instagram, I think all social media does have good and bad sides to it. I agree. From an Afro-Lease perspective, it's really great to have the community that we start, we're developing and, you know, certain followers that comment or pass on information that we can use. A hundred percent, hundred percent. Since starting the podcast, which we'll obviously go on to, 
meeting such amazing people that have been so generous with their time yeah. to talk with us. But then also, like, I've made some really good Instagram purchases. Oh, my gosh, yeah. A lot yeah. of businesses we champion are businesses that have started or are predominantly on social media platforms. Yeah. So it's a great way to be able to engage with them. Yeah, 100%. And that's, like, the great sides of social media for me. Yeah. So to answer the question as to why we started Afro Leads, from my perspective, I genuinely thought there was so much positivity in the black community and at the time so this is like four years ago at the time a lot of that positivity and the ideas about you know affirmations and representation would came to me from a lot of the American accounts I would often you know follow these accounts and it would really kind of set my day up and give me that kind of you know uplift it might be a short post it might be a picture it might be a day where I maybe don't need to have that you know positive vibe it might be a day where I desperately need a positive vibe but it was there regardless every single day and it was a multiple of different accounts that kind of I kept thinking where is this in the UK Mm -hmm. additionally we're both really into buying and sort of paying forward and buying within the community but at the time me personally I don't think I had a good enough network or that I was that intentional about you know planning and using my money within the black community for example I would never stock cards from you know black designers or black illustrators or, or, or black producers I would always be kind of very oh gosh it's somebody's birthday I'll just pop off to Clinton's or I'll just pop off to a supermarket and buy cards you know cut to now I've got a, like a box full of a variety of different cards purely that are you know from black owned businesses because I'm intentionally trying to you know support the black community support black businesses and that journey has very much become part of my life through Afro Leeds and I think from my perspective it was not just a case of just put positive news out there it was about building a, a network that would make it easy to support black businesses within the UK so that we could buy purchase and you know cultivate a a network and a community that was easily accessible for not just us but for everybody else yeah and it's supporting the black pound and it's start it's quite an organic process isn't it in terms of the posts that we've done have become like part of the highlight reel but that highlight reel has really informed our directory which is on our website yeah things like that or even you know before that people would be asked would would generally kind of like friends that we have would say where can I yeah get which is lovely do you know any kind of black owned um bookshops publishers home decorations stuff for home yeah, decorations and things and stuff. like that so that's been kind of really great to be it's able and, and there's lots that kind of adorn our own like homes or uh, earrings that we've purchased or it is it's nice things like that like, like, like we're recording today from my from julia's house and you just look around and you think oh black home business black home business black home and it's really nice to see that it's nice, you know, it's really embedded within our day-to-day, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just, it's generally part of what what we do and who we are. And talking about that, would it be helpful to share a little bit about our, our backgrounds? Yeah, um, you go first. Okay, so we're both sisters, I'm the elder of the two, and we are British Ghanaian, and we, yeah, we grew up in Yorkshire, in, um, in East Yorkshire, we both kind of reside in West Yorkshire now, two younger brothers as well and um I'm a kind of my kind of day job is that I'm a GP and Steph works in I work in equality but I've had like a real 
I don't know, eclectic CV, as it were. I've mm. had loads of different jobs, whether it was education, marketing, recruitment. But um, yeah, I work in equality, which I absolutely love. And I always say this, I think every, every experience that you have definitely lends itself to, you know, I think your calling or your purpose. And I definitely think all the jobs, whether it was recruitment and business development or working in education, getting to know what, you know, the element of higher education, et cetera, it's all lended itself perfectly to where I am at the moment so I'm really loving the equality side of things you can really tell because that you're kind of thriving in this kind of environment so it's great to see you it draws lots of threads together doesn't it definitely I think with your job as well I think the Afro Leeds element really helps or maybe broadens and maybe helps you in in certain ways and where potentially you may not have felt felt confident before oh yeah definitely so I, I work I have a few different roles in kind of my job clinical and non-clinical and it does definitely inform all of it actually the we have links that might be relevant to the clinical side or like for your patient population or other elements that are really helpful in driving meaningful change when it comes to having like diverse representation mm-hmm. when planning for patient populations and things like that so that yeah it's brilliant and to be able to say, oh, do you know about this or that and things like that is really definitely great. so useful. Definitely, massively. And I just love just on a personal side, it's really great to have it as a creative outlet and yeah, yeah. So and developing skills I never thought I'd have or <laughs> need. One hundred percent producing posts and things like that and, and technical stuff. You like edits podcasts and yeah, like start to that and yeah, obviously really grateful to. Uh, Kofi, one of our brothers who adds the finesse to that yeah <laughs> but in terms of skills and stuff it totally it push, pushes your boundaries oh, and definitely. makes you think right okay I need to you know crack on and do this or just get over it and just deliver speaking of which highlights I don't know from the four years that we've been doing this what would you say other than obviously pushing yourself out of your you know comfort zone and developing other skills what would you say have been highlights for you definitely doing the podcast has been a highlight so so it was something we'd planned or discussed doing yeah started in 2020 because lockdown just gave everybody like the gift of time I think it made it easier as well because we experienced it because at the time we were thinking how we're going to do a podcast we went to studio do we remember but just because the whole world started to use zoom or other similar platforms it became acceptable or like the kind of no-brainer way to be able to meet people who were further afield so it did just make it make it, it so much easier, easier didn't it yeah kind of logistically um and also a lot of our guests also had more time to, to yeah of, to give and it was amazing to, to meet with it? us yeah we've met some amazing people along the way yeah and then it was a real honor to go to the house of parliament when we did that was oh in my 2019 gosh that was amazing um, for black history month at the invitation of dawn butler who's the mp for for brent and yeah that was incredible that was a to go to Westminster never been there it's beautiful actually and, wasn't it the well, it's, it is a palace isn't it yeah, and, stunning. Um, but then also to be at that event and to to kind of meet Dawn Butler Jamelia okay <laughs> to meet Jamelia <laughs> she was amazing <laughs> and as were daughters they were massive they were a reflection of her, her, yeah. her mum aren't they they were brilliant girls and I think we met Kenny King that oh my gosh yeah she's amazing yeah um 
yeah, I can go on, but have you got any kind of highlights that you would like to share? The podcast, like you've mentioned, has been incredible. I mean, at the time when we first did it, I remember thinking how we were going to pull this together. But like we said, lockdown, skill sets, time, support from like our brother, who's just podcast as well. So being able to kind of... Know, appease the worries and say you know this is how you do this yeah, and things like yeah, that really and also our younger brother kindly kind of um gives just the music the music yeah the introductory music as well um shout out Antoine King uh, yeah that that the whole the whole concept to be able to produce not just one season but three has been incredible considering where we started and also to have a structure that works well and you know, a question that every time keeps delivering. I think that's really lovely as well. The yeah, I love the different answers to the Melanie Magic question. Yeah, I learn something every day, definitely. every time we do it. Good to get different perspectives. And the whole point of all that we do is to kind of shine a light on different narratives, different yeah. black narratives, UK narratives. And they're so vast and varied, as we all are. Yeah. But, it's, yeah. but that's the beauty of that, yeah. I think. that it's, it's just wicked. And as Jay said, there's... um the time people give us is it's not unnoticed and when we make it big and we're hanging out with Oprah we will be giving everybody amazing gift bags um but it's again we just feel really blessed don't we that we do yeah, have the opportunity absolutely. with those great people um I'd say the Black History Month as well incredible like you've said I can't even there's no other comments to say other than what you've said it was incredible much of such a I think I think it was an honour really mm. to be amongst that much black excellence. But I would also say the the partnership that we have with Leeds International Festival of Ideas is it's a new relationship, mm. and it's something that I think, from my perspective anyway, it really shows how far we've come in terms of our network, being able to support, being able to market, believe, and contribute to loads of ideas and feel heard. I think that's re- it's a really lovely lovely it's a really lovely team to be part of and the outcome of last year's was great I think yeah and I think we've got you to thank for that because you kind of started the ball rolling with that and but to be able to partner with last year's um amazing event which I went to as many different ones that's like good oh like you the, did you did the, the kind of it's just really interesting to hear people talk about different topics and they're really varied and mm. interesting and often have it experts within that but then you came out buzzing after a yeah. lot of those actually um and we partnered with the Kenya King keynote speech and that she was incredible so inspiring oh my God, I felt so uplifted. to hear from her own mouth the journey that she's been on in bringing about um the MOBO awards and all of the all the MOBO platform because it's not just the yeah. awards it's the unsigned development um, they're also trying to um, link creatives with industry. It's just, it just grows and develops and evolves. And she is not, she's kind of really involved. She's still, so involved, you know, you know, yeah. You can tell that her touch is on everything. She's really passionate about the culture and developing it and the representation. 100%. And, yeah, Definitely. Really and we've got loads of feedback saying that, actually. We had loads of, obviously, people shared... On social media and obviously tagged us in and things how how touched and how much they felt their story being told in some ways in regard in regards to what Kanye had said um but she but the, the feedback was it was just so inspiring like back yourself definitely 100% you even felt that you were yeah, just like right we need to yeah. back ourselves no, into future projects we need to we need to um put our money where our mouth is mm. like if you it, obviously I think the traditional roots of trying to get 
external investment but if it's not forthcoming and you believe enough in your dream yeah then you put you and I mean Kenya she remortgaged her house that's yeah. a massive, massive. Yeah. um sacrifice yeah. and kind of gamble really let's face it which thankfully has paid off but yeah. you know I think we need to you know definitely it's action speak louder and, and to uh, move forward and take that inspiration to the next level defo. which I'm sure we'll talk about but yeah defo I think also a great well I think it's a shame we had to do it but it was an honor to be asked again like back when um the Black Lives Matter protests in Leeds in yeah. 2020 when we were asked to speak like I've never done that before <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't volunteer for such things I've never, never been, been to a, a protest. protest before no no about but, it, I don't think no but just and also like in the context of lockdown or just coming out of lockdown yeah, no I think we were still in lockdown yeah we were and just to and actually like living and, and adhering to the kind of not just because there were rules but to try and keep yourselves and your loved ones safe so then to suddenly be in a park with thousands of others and it was really well organized yeah it was it was really good groups and all the rest of it but it was still that kind of sensory overload but just felt that this moment is bigger than me it's bigger than COVID it's bigger than any kind of fear anxiety because we can't keep having the same arguments things need to change Yeah, yeah yeah so speaking on that platform and putting our perspective across so we're really grateful to Marvina who organised it and asked yeah. us and and everyone else who spoke I yeah think everyone championed each other and there was a lot of I thought anyway really similar themes being spoken about which just reiterated you know points and arguments that we were trying to get across but it was just it was just so powerful I thought and having you know and accessible there was somebody doing sign language like um that J- julie's mentioned it was all very well managed in terms of social distancing so that ele- element of anxiety and being around people it, you know that everything every little detail was taken care of but i just felt really honored to be part of that yeah and it's really necessary because i remember that on the way to it when we were walking there with our signs this guy pulled down his window and it just was like verbally abusive and it's like we so need and time and time again it comes up doesn't it like we're recording this in March 2022 so two years later very little has changed but things are changing I do feel confident in that and we need to kind of keep the momentum going but since then obviously more people have suffered racial injustices lost lives all over the world um and you know we've had the England footballer abuse that still goes on and then more recently, you're seeing horrendous scenes in Ukraine, people trying to escape war. But on top of that, black and brown people are trying to escape racism or racial injustice. And it's and you know, some people are not ready for that conversation. And um, I don't know, I feel very, very conflicted about the energy that we're seeing about housing Ukrainian refugees. I think it's really important. These people are not uh, do need help and assistance. But it's like, where was that energy just two months ago? Yeah. Um, Afghan refugees needed the same exactly. compassion and yeah I just it's shocking isn't it mm-hmm. to be honest and, and like I agree with you 100% the energy for topics that are really again it, people it's, it's for people that was too close to home that's when it gets uncomfortable but that's when we really need to have the conversations um I think it was just a couple of days ago about child queue the, oh um, gosh yeah the, how old was she she's 15 she's a child at the, the time yeah and um, 
Yeah, she's just horrendous. Whether she was on a period is immaterial. A child was made to strip search yeah. at school based Without on a parents parental allegation. No yeah. parental consent or even awareness that this was yeah. happening. I mean, it's just, oh, was she 13? Is she 15 now? It was 13 at the time. Because it happened two years ago. We're only just finding out because yeah. of the safeguarding report that's come out. I mean, the righteous anger that has come out about that, it is just despicable that people would think that that's appropriate behaviour. Yeah, and obviously the, the more you read into it, and it's obviously you have other people from higher education having conversations and contributing to the conversation, it just, it angers you further because it's like, I think one headmaster, a black guy, and another headmaster who is a white guy, had both said if this was a, like a, a Muslim girl or if it was a white girl, there would be, there would be no strip search whatsoever. It just wouldn't, automatically wouldn't have actually gone, gone to that level. So, and rightly so, the, you know, not just our community, various communities are, you know, absolutely screaming and raging about it. So conversations, you know, about race, uh, anti-racism, you know, training and education. And I would say just the, the guts to ask questions if you are an ally and, and to question and use your voice and influence where possible. These are the things that we're obviously harping on about all the time, mm. but so relevant as, as, as relevant as they are now as they were 2020 oh definitely yeah definitely so yeah it's good I, I think I definitely know that I am having conversations with certain friends or colleagues that I perhaps wouldn't have done before yeah and agreed. just so it's challenging the status quo it's challenging what's acceptable yeah. and just making people more aware of ongoing injustices and I think that's really important yeah definitely okay so um that got a bit, a bit intense, isn't it? Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on to a little bit more like, no, go on. Um, yeah. But that being said. We're here for a reason. We enjoy what we're doing. Yes, we do. Um, and We've got a lot of exciting things in the pipeline. Definitely, yeah. Always, always got those in the pipeline. Yeah, which is great. <laughs> you know, people are recognising the brand, people are approaching us. And we've got lots of ideas as well. <laughs> Up our sleeves so we are looking at a project that pulls everything together we won't go into it too much we've got to obviously give you little teasers as and when keep you keep you hooked but that project hopefully will launch next year but again thinking about black business thinking about pulling everybody together the black pound that culture that culture and also like northern black culture 100% well. yeah. representation in the north and we've got a lot of talent in the north. So, yeah, that'd be wicked. It'd be really cool to pull that together. And um, so watch this space. Mm-hmm. That's all we're going to give you. But watch this space because it'll be absolutely awesome. <laughs> we're hoping to also start selling merch. It's just our T-shirts. Amazing. Should have so, worn mine today. Didn't get the memo. Did, did, did you need the memo? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, like yeah, putting makeup on was, was everything <laughs> I could do today. And, uh, but yeah, uh, I do always Too late. Too late. Too late. Um, so yeah, merch. So watch again. Watch at space that will be appearing on our website. Amazing. Now I've said it. It's gonna. Have it's to gonna happen. have to happen. And Absolutely. Have to come out of the garage and over into your home should you want them amazing I can't wait for that to go because yeah. it'd be really cool just be walking around seeing people with Afro Leeds merchandise yeah. that'd be so cool and again that will also help with the project that we're working on next year as well again we're going to be partnering with the Leeds International Festival of Ideas which we love 
we've already had obviously calls in terms of collaborating and ideas and sort of what do they call that kind of development really isn't it and um yeah brainstorming brainstorming that's it yeah that's exciting and again it's something that's great for the city of Leeds it's great for the north and it's really great to have that level of diversity and our voices kind Mm -hmm. of helping sculpture that element of diversity I suppose as it were and then we've got OK Magazine, which is something that we've been doing for about a year and a bit now. Yeah. So again, that oh, we should have really mentioned that in our highlights, but it's been great to have the opportunity um, to, uh, on a monthly basis now, um, yeah. produce a contribution that goes onto the OK Mag online site, championing Black business and culture. So it's really great to keep yeah. doing that. Yeah, I love that. And again, it's one of those things that every month I'm like, oh, crikey, it's come around again. You know, what, what, what's the theme and things like that? But once I see it online, I'm like, I'm so proud of us. We've done so well. But also these are businesses that we're not lying about. The words that we write is exactly how we feel about those, those, those companies and the, the, the products that they produce. So, yeah, long may that continue. Yeah. Thank and you, JJ, for that introduction. Yeah, definitely. It was great that we've got that connection with him. He's lovely. about and I think definitely with all that we do, I think our life or our interests are reflected in that. We try and make things varied because we appreciate that we're both two women um, producing the content. So we yeah. try and do vary as much as we can. But definitely I feel that um, our stage in life kind of influences that a lot. So Steph became a mother last year. So oh, gorgeous, Andre. Andre, we love you. <laughs> so much. Um, and he gets uh, loved a lot, isn't he? Oh, he's absolutely adored, as he should be. <laughs> and but yeah, so probably noticed quite a lot of baby-related yeah, content, and because obviously that's just become on our radar now. So yeah, yeah, just thought we ought to really get that in. So I'm really impressed, and and by Steph, and have shared that if. God willing, that happens to me. I will not be. We'll see. She'll be. She's. There's no maternity contracts. Okay. <laughs> the She'll be working. But Steph has been so dedicated, not taking any kind of time off this project at all, which she totally like, could and should do, but just doesn't. It's called. It so it's, it's cause. It's, it's because I love. I, I, essentially, I got a little bit more organised towards the end of my pregnancy, so I could also massively more organised. I've yeah. never known you to write so many lists in my life. I know, ridiculous, wasn't I? I, I had Excel's after Excel's after Excel's and spreadsheets coming out of my brains. But I genuinely love these projects. I love working with my sister. And I just think we. I just love the. Every time I put a post out there, Julie puts a post out there. We share something as a as a brand. The response that you get is enough to keep going. So watch this one. She'll be working throughout my turn. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's all I need to get there. But if I do, I've probably told you I'm not. <laughs> you've got advance notice. But anyway, not that I don't love it, but I was just yeah. like, you know, you've got a lot. It's a massive change to life, isn't it? And yeah, a uh, lot to adjust to and get, you know, you're doing the heart it. Wants what it wants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so just briefly there, before we kind of close, Last season was amazing. Oh, my goodness. And we had some incredible, incredible guests on our podcast. And, yeah, I don't even know where to start. Like, it was just amazing. It was amazing. I use that word a lot, but when I say in this concert, it was amazing. It was so good. But all the seasons have, though. I think whenever I get to us, when we get to the end and we do a recap, 
I think, gosh, we're really lucky because we've had some fabulous guests, but we are equally lucky every season. Yeah. So thank you, thank you, thank you. So grateful. Yeah. I mean, I, and I, I really find it difficult to narrow down, which would be my favourite episode from last season. Like, genuinely, I, I would really They're all struggle. amazing. But yeah. Should we start like with our first guest? She was the incredible Gemma Kearney. Yeah. Oh my goodness. She was I squealed when she came on. <laughs> when she logged up to the Zoom, I was like, ah! Because again, we've watched her since we were little. We've grown up with grown her. Grown up with her because she's a similar age. Yeah. I think she's, yeah. Like, I think she's a, year, was she a year younger than me. I think she's a year older because on Instagram it said that she's 37. So okay. Similar age. We know who the stalker is. Um, no. <laughs> I think she's had a. I think she shares a birthday with Pepe. I'm sure on Saturday. So oh, that's stalker. Um, <laughs> but anyway, she's in in the mid 30s, and um, we have grown up with her. Yeah, because we've seen her on TV. So we like because she I've kind of converts looked, on the, the scene quite young, didn't she? So yeah, and yeah. she's always had a lovely style, very so confident, yeah, and bubbly, and bubbly. And and even when she's doing like voiceover stuff, I've got oh, you recognise her voice. She's got yeah. one of those voices that you just think, oh, and and her energy is just great. So really cool to meet her. I just thought her vibe was great, and her story is just wonderful, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, she's got a great way of telling an anecdote, and she's really relatable, isn't she? Even though she's like this incredible, yes. Uh, presenter, many... producer, you know, just just so many things. She's so hardworking, very hardworking, um, and she's got so many strings to her bow, and she's very humble with it. Yeah, which I thought was really, really lovely and accessible as well. I thought that was really that's that element of representation. You want to be able to see yourself, but also not have that person so far removed. And mm. definitely, she was that for me. I thought she was great, and she has so many kind of varied projects, like. She's presenting an art show on Sky Arts Yeah, recently. I've watched that. It's really good. And yeah, so I just love that diversity, that her range and her, her interest and how she can like, turn her hand to literally anything. And um, obviously she's an author as well. So there's just so many things. We definitely need to have her back. And, oh, my goodness. Um, it'd be like, great to meet her in person. And that's where all our guests really say all the time. Yeah, yeah. really, really great guest. So great way to kick off the season, I mm. thought. Then we had Daryl Edwards. Yeah, fitness explorer himself. That was amazing because yeah. my great friend Claire had put him on my radar with his fitness explorer cards. Um, oh, of course, yeah. Work and she's for that work. That's amazing. Yeah, like as a GP. Yeah, so like um, as kind of a staff kind of fitness thing, or because you could do them like lots of them are like you could do it around the office. Your desk and things okay. Like that. Oh, fantastic! And, I didn't yeah, know that. Um, That's great. And he was just so incredible in terms of because we, we we did talk about quite a breadth of things he was involved in um, IT and the finance industry before uh, embarking on his career and like his index patient was him like how he changed and transformed his life true is what he's kind of putting into his um his work and it's just so dedicated it runs through him doesn't he like he I would just remember that for our whole conversation, you were stood up. You're even inspired. Yeah. Because you got the same thing after that conversation, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were like, I'm sitting down. I was like, I'm sitting down for this. <laughs> uh, but you, yeah, he was incredible. And I think I also think he gave a lot because he you know, shared stories about his mom. He shared lots of personal experiences. And yeah, and I just thought, you know, the, the really sensitive personal experiences, but, you know, stuff that... I think one of the um, examples or one of the, the items that he was discussing was that we need to talk about 
you know, diabetes and food and things much more within our culture. It's stuff that we need to talk, we do need yeah. to talk about, stuff that I think is really important. So for me, that was one of the biggest takeaways of that conversation. It also, it helps it, it, whenever I'm on a platform where I'm sharing, it makes it more normal for me to now go and dip, dip into areas of my lived experience to share, to help others. Definitely makes it more relatable, doesn't it? And yeah, and what he's doing, it's just promoting movement wherever you are whatever you're doing that movement is and also joy the joy of movement yeah yeah definitely really powerful um so yeah great to connect with him as well then we had Jim, Jim O'Kay from um, the Triple Cripples, who I love. Um, I, I, just as a disclaimer, I did I had spoken with Jim O'Kay prior to our podcast because mm-hmm. we were on um, a, panel a, together. a panel together, yeah, with John Barnes. Just have to put that in there <laughs> for Black History Month in 2020, which was incredible. But I was so impressed with both ladies from the Triple Cripples and we did invite both on but I think just to, just because of time scheduling commitments and scheduling yeah. we were lucky enough to have one but one of them joy but I love that conversation mm-hmm. and just so unapologetically her yeah, and I just loved her story and yeah I just thought she was great and I, again yet again I learned so much from a perspective of intersectionality that you never normally get a chance to have oh, that no, conversation do you? It's that opening your eyes opening to the unknown unknowns for somebody who um, yeah. lives with a disability yeah and just how so much in life is designed for people with an ability but if you actually have that um perspective in mind and start to design things to be truly inclusive they're inclusive for everybody 100%. So definitely since initially because i think you brought them to our attention we posted about them it's again it's that i we all have unknown unknowns but if you're willing to accept them and embrace them but then just learn from them as well not just oh that must be bad for you and not make necessary changes or kind of call out things when you see them if we we all kind of use the knowledge that we gain to make changes for the better it's better for everybody yeah it's just yeah and and she has just got such a um a way of explaining things yeah, I, I, I'm I smiling it. because sometimes I'm like, gosh, I, I, only you could say it that way. <laughs> and, but, and and she's so positive. Yeah, and she is. Yeah, I just, yeah, it was really great to to meet with her as well. Yeah, loved her. Then we had Glory Sanjoli. Yeah. Again, fantastic. I learned loads in that. Yeah, she's an incredible um, yeah. woman and who is doing great things. I definitely love to own some of her art and probably buy it now before can no longer afford it. it yeah but, uh, and, and what she's does like both with her art and her instagram is just showing mm-hmm. and again just to kind of broadening the narrative of not just black britons but kind of it's black history isn't it it's like saying look renaissance isn't just one way yes and there's the proof i've discovered these pictures and sometimes you know if the story of the the subject is available and also I found it really interesting when we got onto the melanin magic question with her, just how she uh, was talking a lot about like financial literacy. Yeah. Fascinating. Like, you know, could could have spent the whole time talking about it. Really. Yeah. For somebody so young to have yeah. that mindset as well, I thought that was really unique. But yeah, she was great. And again, somebody who, regardless whether they do history or if you do chemistry or medicine or whatever, to be that young and to kind of challenge the status quo and to know yourself enough to know that that's the area of area of your subject that you want to focus on 
unapologetically. I think that's so powerful. Mm. Like that girl's gonna go far, she's gonna go places. But yeah, I loved her. I thought she was great and definitely one to watch for the future. Yeah. And then in episode <sighs> six, you met oh a wonderful photographer. Neil. Neil Grit. Oh, I feel like his old friend now. He's so lovely. Really genuinely lovely interesting fascinating fascinating and just a really spoken warm to for hours. guy and really really just like a wonderful guy and just really again it it just really great to get different insights and perspectives from people and he's a guy who's incredibly talented and creative oh my god so he's and it's great because wasn't he like going down the league he was a lawyer before and yeah 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 it was a contract photography for... was his kind of like passion or just like a hobby mm-hmm. but then just realized that that needed it needed to be so much more and he's just incredibly talented and I can't wait to see an ex- exhibition of his in the flesh I have to do and it he's so adventurous isn't he like I have he's to do it now he's in Budapest and it's just because decided yeah I'm just gonna go, go there and uh, you know do a lot of street photography and I loved how he was sharing with us about how he captures a pit and and uh, an yeah, image yeah. he must see the world so differently to how I do and it was just fascinating how he shared that his background like he's he talks about his mum so eloquently and so so lovely it's just so nice to hear the positive side of really or sad traumatic experience to lose a parent um yeah. but is and one who'd been like chronically unwell as well but yeah. then so he's a gentleman who is of mixed Ghanaian uh Scottish, Scottish heritage yeah. so his um handle oh. is Scotch bonnet isn't it which I think is really brilliant it's quite so inspired and again his answers to the um, oh, magic answer questions are really quite interesting and quite kind of timely as well um so just kind of his perspective as a, um, a person of mixed heritage but then also looking at his nieces nieces and nephews oh, and just it just really make you think about we're all becoming increasingly kind of more blended as families and and it's great to see what what's what does the future hold for people who do have like so his uh, nieces and nephews have a Ghanaian grandparents and but may not look that they do have uh african heritage and but then they who basically who has the right to determine your heritage or what part of your heritage you want to draw upon yeah or yeah. express or whatever and perhaps we're kind of less tolerant here than we and then in america where we're used to seeing um people of african heritage of kind of more shades and things that so like you've got some news very very fair in the UK say so look my grandma was Ghanaian like do they have to justify or qualify that to be yeah. walking around in Kente and it just really was really challenging just how we are and as a society and you know you I think we need to be very mindful not to be accusing people of say like cultural appropriation yeah if you don't know the backstory yeah it's it's a really complex one because at the same time it, it, I understand why the, the element of cultural appropriation is so kind of triggering to some people but, yeah. it, but again it's this like you say you don't have to go around with a passport and you know your, your family tree to, to to prove that you could have your hair in you know locks or yeah like you say or to work kente but it's his I think his melanin magic answer was just so profound I loved it yeah to say that your culture is not de- defined by 
your, the colour of your skin. Yeah. And that you determine Ooh. it for yourself. Might so, not. Yeah. Love that. So, yeah. It's, um, yeah, brilliant. And he was just such a pleasure He's to, to meet. Yeah. yeah. So lovely. I definitely want to meet him as well. Mm-hmm. I want to meet all of them, to be honest. <laughs> and then episode seven, we met the incredible Kajare of Kajare Made It. I mean, Love it. wow. Super uh, talented, isn't she? Yeah. I'm a big fan of her Instagram page anyway, as we both are. And she's gone on to do some amazing things, actually, since we've spoken. But the conversation was very much about her journey, her artwork, her family being quite creative as well. And just where she gets her ideas from. Because, again, sometimes I'm just like... She's just so on it. She's on on it, like, just so incredibly on it. And have you seen recently, she's been... um, And it's not to say that because maybe she wouldn't recognise him that you've made it, but she's been asked to do, like, a installation for... Adidas, like the kind of big oh, kind of no, I haven't seen that. Yet. So she's Incredible. just doing so many, still doing her own amazing stuff, but then nice. also kind of yeah, some love like that mainstream attention. Love that, and, um, and well deserved attention. Yeah. May I add, she's um, incredible, and like I say, she's very giving in terms of just she was really down to earth, wasn't she? Yeah. About her experiences and things, but yeah, really, really humble girl. Loved her. She was great. And then um, episode eight, we met Chrissy Patrick from Ara and Obi. Oh, yeah, it's brilliant brand. It was so great to meet with her. And again, I think we may, I don't know, we may be drawn to guests that have similar backgrounds to us. I don't know. <laughs> quite a lot of people in Ghanaian yeah. backgrounds. Or, and, and also, because I think one of her, is it her mum is Ghanaian? And then her, she went to Newcastle Uni as well. Yeah, she did. To the similar degree to you. Yeah. And it's just so many, like, kind of different things like yeah so uh, and it's just really interesting how um, she developed her brand again one of these mumpreneurs who's in an answer to solve a problem that she's come about since becoming a mum for one of her children then it's in a lot of extensive research and this brilliant brand is born selling amazing so good bamboo fabric like like cloths and bedding and muslin yeah it's just amazing I was gifted some muslins from myself. Yeah, yeah. And they're so amazing. They're, they're, the materials are really, really absorbent, but also just super, soft super soft. To care for and all the rest of yeah. It. She's just so, like, because that's not her main job either. So Quite a powerful job, yeah, quite a high-pressure and, job. And able to still kind of start and maintain this. And it's just incredible. And she obviously gets a lot of joy out of it. And then episode nine, the young, super talented Christian Weaver. I'm such a big fan. I've, to be fair, I think it's, I always find it really impressionable meeting and speaking to anybody on the podcast. Because again, they are picked because they have obviously the black excellence element of it. But him being so young and an only child and just so like driven and just uh, the element of honesty as well like he's he, he was quite open to say I haven't always been as polished as you know as perceived as he you know as I as we both thought he was perceived on the podcast etc you know he had his fail, failings you know in terms of maybe not studying as much and turning up late to an exam and things like that so he's a normal you know young lad but you know he's just incredible you know barrister yeah he's barrister now and he's written a book to help people be aware of their rights which I think is just oh, so timely absolutely and he started off by um putting short clips on YouTube wasn't it yeah but, um about 60 seconds about certain seconds kind of of different yeah. aspects of the law so that people citizens knew their rights 
and you grow from there and he's got an amazing book and he yeah does incredible work really 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 pleased to have had him on the podcast because mm-hmm. I think he's somebody that come 10 15 years still he will have so many other strings to his mm-hmm. bow and you know being a barrister that age is also incredible and a northern barrister as well I think he was from was he was from Birmingham I thought it was from Nottingham Nottingham Birmingham I think one of those areas apologies I always class them all in the same well basically anyone who's not from not that I've got anything against people in London but he he did train down but he's somebody who grew up outside of London yeah he did yeah but I love and also one thing I would say which I found really insightful is that he was obviously he's an only child but he'd have conversations that were really paramount to like society or you know politics etc at the table with his family and I think that really shapes his personality you could tell he was so young but he had such a worldly mindset to lots of different things and I, I just think that's something that's so great that's something that, for me listening to that as now cultivating a young family I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. So big up to Christian Weaver. So season three was crowned <laughs> off by when we met the amazing Mark Delissa. He is a caller ranger, uh, vocal coach, director, presenter, you name it, he does it. And I think the highlight for me was seeing your face when he, when oh, we re- both realised that he was actually sat in front of a keyboard in his studio while we were talking to him. And oh my days, that was there. Talk about a jaw drop. Amazing, amazing. He was, yeah, he just started twinkling the eyebrows and I was just like, wow. Just amazing. I just didn't expect that. I just thought, God, to be, to be fair, part of my thought, gosh, I've, I've made it. You've made it. <laughs> I've made please, it. Please explain. <laughs> We've made it. Because it was just so professional, just so slick. I just thought, oh my God, this is incredible. So yeah, really, really blessed to have him on the on the podcast and you know even to the point we've got to halfway through and I was like we've not ever discussed the royal bloody wedding <laughs> when are we going to get onto that little you know nugget of that nugget of gold but he was getting humble he's just so humble just so great but it was amazing to have him on the podcast again listen to all of the episodes because they're all just every single one of them I've just got so much insight and like you said we're all different people we've all got different you know skills and things to to share and different nuggets especially that learning magic question so yeah I really, thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed all of those episodes yeah and I'm really looking forward to recording season four we've got some amazing people lined up from the world of business um culture we have we've and, got some yeah great. and we're just again so grateful because obviously life has got busy hasn't yeah, it like people are back even though, well, personally, despite best intentions, feel that life has either become busier than it was before, even though that wasn't the intention after experiencing kind of the quiet of lockdown and things like that. But people have still been really generous with their time with us. So we're incredibly grateful for that. And we're really yeah. looking forward to you being able to hear our conversations and, and um, yeah, hopefully enjoy and learn from there the insights that our guests share with us. Absolutely. We are really looking forward to it. We, uh, what are you laughing at? Julie. Gosh. <laughs> Carry on. Right. I can't get there now. No, absolutely. We're really looking We're forward. really looking forward to it. <laughs> that's all I wanted to say. So that's all from us. I hope you've enjoyed introduction to season four. Yeah. A recap of us. 
yeah, a little bit of update as to where we're at, what we're doing. And we're just really grateful for you listening and for your support and encouragement. Take care. See you soon.